Support for this podcast comes from Frito-Lay in the 2023 Snack Bracket Championship. The Frito-Lay Snacket Challenge is underway, and fans are voting on their favorite snacks to crown champion. We're talking about primetime matchups between the best 64 snacks in the land. Will Ruffles Ridges reign supreme? Can Doritos defend their dynasty? Or will Smart Food use their smarts for a surprise upset? Only you can decide. Get in on all the action for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. Let your snacks be heard. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com to vote and enter for a chance to win. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends April 3rd, 2023. Void but prohibited. Years worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. I love my life, 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 we did it, J-E-T-S, Jets, 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 the Bears, all of that, we did it. Welcome back guys, and happy holidays. J-E-T-S, Jets, Jets, Jets. Yeah, I see, we're really, really excited Jags fans. The Jags, who are they? I feel like I haven't known them for so long because I can't cheer for them. And we finally got over the hump. They lost their 14th game in a row. The Jets won two in a row, pulled one out of oblivion last week. And then the Browns got depleted with COVID this week and it was like a sign. Yeah. Trevor Lawrence is meant for the Jaguars. Oh my goodness. And it happened. Everything worked out perfectly today. And here we are with the number one pick. Jaguars fans rejoice. Here we go. Woo! Yeah, I can see uh, everyone's kind of excited, and it's in a, a very weird sort of excitement because it's We not got the number winning. one pick. We've never had it. But this isn't any number one pick. This is a big year. Trevor Lawrence, best QB prospect in a long time. And who knows? Maybe it doesn't work out, but at least we get to... We get to pick the guy who everyone thinks is the next best thing. And I've been so envious of those teams in the past. We've never had a quarterback that's really good. And here we are. Well, I'm excited. Here's my question, though. Yeah. Okay. I know that all the Jags fans are really excited for number one pick. What if, yep, we do get the number one pick? We have got it. Well, the number one pick. It's solidified. And... This literally comes down to draft, and they don't pick Trevor Lawrence. Whoo! It seems like there's like a 1% chance that that could even happen. But if that happened, wow, I don't even know. People, yeah. like that would, that would be the craziest thing in, in the NFL in a while. Like it just seems like it's a foregone conclusion. Um, So hopefully we don't get there because that either means that Trevor Lawrence got injured or really didn't play well in his last couple games because he's playing for the championship coming up. Yeah, it just, I don't know. I'm nervous too because I'm a Jaguars fan and who knows? We've picked a punter before, Russell Sierra Wilson before, a punter. Sierra Wilson. And, you know, we've made draft picks year over year that are so terrible. You can't count it out as a Jaguars fan. But I never thought we'd even get to this point. I thought the Jets are inevitably the worst team. They're not going to win a game. The Jags 
had their worst season of all time and they still don't get the main prize. But it somehow came together and it's, I'm, I can't believe it. Yeah. yeah. I'm excited for the Jags. So it seems like another looking forward to another year and basically a wrap up of this season. I mean, this year was such a write off. We were excited after week one, excited for week two, or in week two, because we almost took the Titans down. Okay, Thursday night, week three, against the Dolphins, it's time to, like, you know, start playing well, and, you know, everyone thought we were the worst team in the league, which we are, but at that point, we were one-on-one with a Thursday night game against the Dolphins, and everyone thought the Jags would win and, you know, have a pretty respectable season, and they got crushed by Ryan Fitzpatrick. And it's been downhill from there. There's literally literally been zero excitement since week three. That's a month ago. Three months ago, sorry. And just the fan base in general has seen one playoff, one playoff appearance since 2007. Hmm. Like, that's why people are so excited. There's hope that we finally might have the most important position in sports solidified and that will lead to playoffs you don't have to win it every year you just need to be competitive this team has had one winning record since 2007 one and it was in 2017 that is horrendous well i i have to call you out on that it wasn't since 2017 because you what was it like the excitement oh okay yeah i don't know of any you tell me Minshew mania doesn't that count wow you can't just not count that. After all he's done with the mustache, and we just want to throw him away. Come on. That's a fair point. That was exciting, and it was interesting. I don't know if anyone knew it was like a sustainable thing or not, but it was exciting in the moment, and people wanted it to be real. I wanted it to be real, but there's always that little doubt like, well, can he really do it? And hats off to him. I thought he was going to be pretty good this year. Because as a rookie, he was good. And it's just, he, he re- regressed so much. And we have been playing musical chairs at quarterback, the most important position in sports, with Gardner Minshew, Mike Glennon, and Jake Luton. Like, that is not murderer's row. That yeah. is rough. And we keep switching back and forth, and every guy seems worse than the next. And then you put the next guy in, and he's worse. And it's like, oh my God, will this ever end? And maybe it has. Because the Jags have the number one pick in the 2021 draft. Jets came through. Jags did their business. Kept losing. And now we can cheer for them in week 17 because you saw I haven't been cheering for them since week five when I was like, okay, the season's over. Just lose every game. I've mentioned it on podcasts before. I never thought they would lose every game and lose 14 in a <laughs> row, but they did. And let's bring T. Lawrence home. It's exciting. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, it is exciting. I just wanted to say one thing. Big shout out to Dave Caldwell. I know he's not with the Jaguars anymore. But he didn't re-sign Allen Robinson in, after the 2017 season. But he was smart. He was playing chess. He knew Allen Robinson would come back today, destroy the Jags, not give them any chance of winning. Making sure they get the number one pick. Oh my goodness. So Dave Caldwell was four steps ahead of everybody and, you know, perfect. So shout out Dave Rob. Way to crush the Jaguars. Just catch after catch, third down, fourth down. He owned them. 
And then it was all part of the plan. He was just doing the Jaguars a favor. It was all part of the plan. Oh, okay. It was great. All but right. All right, I'm too excited. Let's take a break. We'll talk about kind of some of the repercussions that, you know, actually getting the number one pick has uh, for the franchise, for the city, um, and then talk about some of these media bums who all of a sudden think that the NFL draft process is dumb or, you know, take away the Jaguars pick. It's ridiculous, but we'll get back to it right after this. And we're back. So what's this I've been hearing about the media being mean and talking about, you know, taking back a pick? Uh, it's a bunch of garbage. All of a sudden, when the Jags get the number one pick and it's confirmed, all these media personalities and people come out of the woodwork and start saying, the NFL draft, they need to change the process. Why are we awarding the worst teams to getting the best picks? It's like it's been like this for 50 years or however long, I don't know. And now that the Jaguars get the first pick and it so happens to be a generational projected player, now everyone's mad? They weren't saying this all year long when the Jets were losing games in crazy fashions and looked like they were going to go winless. No one said stuff like this with the Browns in the past or the Lions when they went winless. This is ridiculous. We, but now the Jaguars are going to get the number one pick and everyone's so upset about it and on their high horse that this is ridiculous. Well, like, who's who's saying this? Because I know, like, it's, is it probably, like, very prominent news sources, like journalists that are a saying A couple this? are, and then, and then a couple aren't as much. But you have this Jeremy Schatz guy who works for ESPN. And he's a Jets fan. Oh, of course. Right? Of course. So right when it was confirmed that the Jaguars were getting the number one pick after the Jets won, he says, why do we, why do we reward the worst teams with the best players? We need to relook at this. Like, and just, I mean, if the, he never said anything about it when the Jets were in that spot. Yeah. And then you have Chris Mortensen, who's worked at ESPN for years and is well-respected. He responds to that tweet and says, take away the pick. Wow. Take away the pick. Wow. So now so now any team who finishes last, we're not going to give them the pick anymore? Yeah, that just doesn't make any sense, especially like this hasn't been something that was recently changed like in the past decade. Like this has always been the case since I guess the NFL has existed. So why is this suddenly an issue? I think to me it just sounds like fan tears pretty much they're upset because their team is not benefiting from this and this is an issue for them all of a sudden because otherwise i don't know why they would be saying that it's so irrational it's just it's pretty ruthless to the people of jacksonville the fans of jacksonville um and you know you're really basically telling them like your franchise doesn't deserve this your franchise um shouldn't even like exist it's it almost like, it almost implies that the the jags did this intentionally when we know that's not the case i mean they're just a terrible team they have a terrible co- coaching staff they've had terrible management and they have bad players like they're good and some of their good players are hurt but i mean it's been like this so all of a sudden to, for everyone to just be putting down the city and the franchise it's it's just I mean, it's just a lack of respect. It's really not... I don't think it's okay, to be honest. But it's okay. Like, the fans of the city are kind of used to it. Mm-hmm. You hear about it all the time. But, um, you know, it's just... I don't think it's great. And then you have the, the New York media who 
after the Jets won last week and, and kind of lost their spot for first-round pick. They're just trashing the city of Jacksonville. Not even saying they shouldn't get the pick, just saying, like, why would Trevor Lawrence want to go to that rat hole and stuff like that? Oh, that just sounds personal. Come on. I mean, they, they, they got to get off their high horse, too. And it's like, sure, you're from New York. You think it's the greatest city in the world. But not everyone else thinks that. Yeah. Not everyone thinks New York's the best city in the world. I've lived there. I don't think it's the best city in the world. So, anyway, it, it's just frustrating, but that's okay. Like you said, fan tears. Yeah, exactly. They're just really fan tears. Yeah, it's annoying, but um, yeah, we got the number one pick. Nice. So, um, what about the possibility that we will be getting a new coach and what will happen? What do you think is going to happen in terms of a new GM being hired for next year? Super important, both hires. The good news is that the Jaguars GM position and coach position mm-hmm. are easily, easily the most coveted ones. If you're a GM and you're coming into this situation, you have the number one pick in the draft. You have four of the top 44 picks. You have a bunch of other picks. You have the second most money to spend in free agency. You can really start from scratch. There are some good players to build around too. You've got, you know, Miles Jack, Josh Allen, DJ Chark. Uh, you've got some guys, James Robinson, of course, to build around. It's not a lot, but there's something there. Mm-hmm. And then you can really put your mark on this team and start from scratch and, and build your own way. Um, it's really important. And for the coach... I mean, again, it is the most attractive spot. If you have a chance to coach Trevor Lawrence and and a young team, I mean, that, that would be attractive. And then once all that stuff, you know, filters through and you realize, wow, like this is a great opportunity, then things like no state income tax and good weather just are added bonuses, right? So I think I think the Jaguars are going to really have their choice and that's amazing and this first round this number one pick really is like the cherry on top for that you don't think doug maroon can do anything in his power right now to have a chance to coach trevor lawrence unless they're (laughs) telling him to lose and we just said that they're not tanking um no he like love doug love the bologna sandwiches he had a great year you know um he's obviously not the worst coach ever but clearly just not the right fit there's there's just some things you know over the last couple of years that just prove that you know he's not the right guy to lead the team into the future he's been a decent coach again had some ups had some downs but you know it's probably on to to newer things what do you think they should look for in a in a gm is it be a someone who is experienced and has a track record or someone who's younger maybe was a player Maybe it was a scout, but has fresh ideas and just a, a different outlook on on what to do. Um, I think I would go with either one. I don't think you would lose in, in, in picking between one or the other. But what that person should certainly have is confidence and passion. So you need someone who's going to come into this franchise with, a sort of confidence because let's be honest, they don't really have the greatest legacy, right? Yeah, so you're either. already coming into a system that, you know, may not agree with everything that you want to try, if especially if it's something that they've never done in the past. And sometimes I think unfortunately people get in there and then suddenly have this new um not 
not new perspective, but they come in with like confidence and then they sort of start to second guess themselves once they get there, you know, because once they're talking and people are raising brows and saying, oh, we've never done that before. And then suddenly it makes them question their actions. They can't be second guessing no, their beliefs. No, not at all. Exactly. Yeah. They need to come in and they need to be confident. And unfortunately, you know, there are people who make bad decisions and confidently make those bad decisions. <laughs> yeah. um, but you just need someone who, that's where the part comes in of, you know, having the experience or, you know, knowing what they're doing because they've been a player as well, because then that's where you can feed off experience in that way so that you're not just confidently making a bad decision you're confidently making something that you believe will work because you've been a player or because you've actually executed this in the past before so um yeah at the end of the day it really just comes down to that confidence that passion um and definitely please jaguars we don't want you hiring within that's so not this Trent Bulky guy that they interviewed. No, let's let's look elsewhere. Let's have a fresh pair of eyes come in because I mean, again, that's the whole point, right? Like you have a legacy that isn't so great. And yes, even though the person who might be in the role is new to the role, if they're already part of that existing legacy, unfortunately, all those habits are still trickling and filtering through yep. that person because that's what they know. Great. I know it's easy because, you know, no need for new introductions and this person's already familiar with, you know, the process and everything. But it's just, I think with a whole new slew of opportunities with Trevor Lawrence, Mm -hmm. I don't think they should mess it up this time with going internal. These two hires, coach and GM, are so important because like you said, you have Trevor Lawrence coming in potentially generational talent you can't screw it up you need to make sure he has the right support leadership Mm -hmm. and vision to make sure that you know he can be the best he can be because if he can be the best he can be that's going to help the team out so much but ultimately this falls on to Shad Khan the owner to pick the right people you know he's picked one GM it was Dave Caldwell it did not work out he kept them for too long and that just kept making things worse like you look at the roster today horrible so he's going to have to figure out what did he do that, that time that he needs to do differently this time around. With the coach, he hired Gus Bradley. It was bad. Doug Marone, up and down. Mm-hmm. Better than Gus Bradley, but we need someone that we know can be kind of a pillar of the franchise at GM and coach for the long haul. Yeah. Right? People talk about, well, Trevor Lawrence could be you know, a quarterback that can be around for 15, 20 years. Ideally, you want the same GM and coach for those 15 years as well, right? So he's got to figure out what to do. He's got to figure out who to hire. Again, there's going to be a lot of candidates, and you've got to pick the best one. So hopefully they can do that. Um, But this is ultimately a blessing for Shad Khan. He gets a chance to rejuvenate this franchise. He challenged the fan base last year unfairly, saying we need your support. You know, we the reason we're going to London is because have we need the fan support. That's right. not even in question ever. You, like it was so unacceptable for him to challenge the fans and say we're going to London because Jacksonville's not doing a good enough job. Well, maybe win some games, right? So, mm-hmm. you know, having this number 1 pick, the season seats and the ticket sales are going to go through the roof. 
the day they open for 2021 is the day they're going to sell out. So he doesn't have to worry about that anymore. He just needs to worry about putting a winning product on the field. And it starts with these, these couple hires. Agreed. Yeah. I think uh, it will be really nice to see him. I, I mean, I don't know what that process is like for him in selecting a GM and a coach, but I'm I sure would he hope... has a team and advisors. Exactly, which yeah. is what I'm, I'm like. I'm hoping that he's got, you know, some advisors who are very knowledgeable. Um, unfortunately, we know that in in relationships like this it's a lot of it's a lot of personal relationships right it's people you've known for a long time and you might sort of feel tied to them because you know them and you know their family and you know you just keep continuing that cycle as opposed to breaking it and saying okay this is on like work level this is not working and i need to um start fresh so hopefully he's he's you know able to make those decisions confidently um, and actually have the insight of a team that's yeah. fully knowledgeable. This is such a rare opportunity and for a franchise and an owner. So they, again, just really need to make sure they do the due diligence and get it right. But next week, we can cheer for the Jags. Okay. They started the season beating the Colts, lost 14 in a row. Why don't we end the season by beating the Colts kicking them out of the playoffs it would just be a great end to the season and people will will be fired up anyway but just add a little more excitement going into the off season i'm excited to actually cheer for them again because i haven't been able to because i know it was the right the, yeah. the right thing for them to lose for well, this reason it it's, it's, it's it's been hard cheering like even if for me personally i wasn't like to me i was like i didn't really matter about the pick but just Watching them play, it was hard to watch. Like it was just, it was was just no so hope. bad play no after bad play, and yeah. it's like, okay, let's oh, let's scroll down my phone. What else is happening? <laughs> you know, like it, it's been hard to watch for sure. So yeah. and it's been hard to talk about, and that's why we haven't been podcasting because exactly. what are we going to say the same thing every day? Yeah. At least we finally have something exciting to talk about, and we will continue to have something exciting to talk about. Yeah. And we'll take that all the way to the draft, baby. Number one pick. There might be a light at the end of tunnel, Jaguars fans. This is amazing. Let's go. Be positive. Get pumped. We have something to cheer for. We have something to be excited about. Let's roll this into the offseason. We'll talk next week. Bye. I love my life. No, no, we don't know where tomorrow might bring God the future, the hours away. So me, I live my life today. Me, I live my life today. Yeah, so love me, make me